Fantasy Football Fig Nuts Podcast number 14. I am Craig. And I am Britt. And this week, Britt, we're going to start off as we always do. After the amount of injuries we had last week in, in football, we're going to start off with a beer to calm things down. That sounds like a great idea. Uh, what is this you have handed me? I've handed you a can, an extra large can. See, right there. Uh, from like a Craft 40, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Goldenrod Brewing it is called Woof Pup. Golden Road or Golden Rod? That's a road. That's a okay. road. It's dark in here. It is. See? Yeah, it is. We have like uh, this goth thing going on now. We do. When we, do when we do the podcast. There's only one lamp. <laughs> There's only if I put one the track, lamp. If I put the track lighting on, it gets too hot. So. And the lighting from my uh, my uh, tablet over here. That's it. Uh, so it's a can- it's actually called a Tallish Boy. That's okay. What the can's called. Uh, it's called Wolf Pup. It's a session IPA. Why don't we have Sean here for this? It's I got a know. wolf in the name. I mean, our, our buddy Sean loves anything to do with wolves. It does. Like, I think his dream is to be, like, devoured by wolves. So, uh, give it a try there. All right. And, uh, let's see what let we got here. I'm going to hold it's this up to the, the one light. Yep. No, mm. decent penetration, like a pale ale. Mm-hmm. Let's get a sniff of this. His Ooh, nose is in it. It's got a nice hoppy head to it. I'm not getting a whole lot of uh, fruit flavor from it. That's usually your department anyway. All right, so here I go. I'm going right, for the sip. Go ahead. And the answer is Woody Woodpecker. Uh, Britt's staring into nothing. I'm processing. He may see the future right now. I like this. Ooh. It's very hoppy, but it's hoppy up front and then just kind of mellows out. Mm-hmm. And it's not smack you in the face hoppy. It's, hey, you picked up an IPA. I'm presuming this is an IPA. This is an IPA. Okay, this is a you picked up an IPA. I hope this is what you were expecting kind of hoppy. Okay. Like if somebody handed me and said, "Here, try this ale," I'd be like, "What the hell? You're not handing me like a pale ale. This is an IPA." Because when I went to the store today, you know, the guy asked me if I needed any help. I'm like, "I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what to get this week." And I picked this can up because it was one of the single cans they had in the refrigerator. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to break six packs or four right. packs. Uh, and I put it on the counter. He's like, "Yeah, man, that's one of my favorite beers." I'm like, "All right then." It's a guy's store, and that's one of his favorite beers. Well, I'm going to finish this little bit, this little half glass or three-quarter glass you gave me because you know what's sitting next to me, right? Uh, what's sitting next to you? It, it is It is the fall. It is pumpkin beer season. <laughs> it is time for the weekly plug of Rosemary's Baby, which will be a great follow-up to this, actually, if you think about it, because this is really hoppy and that's super, like, back-end smooth. It'll be a nice combo. That's true. So, But to business... Because we are all about business here on the Football Fig Nuts podcast. Um, all right, so, all right, so let me start with my funny story. So, uh, you know, a lot of the the guys I use um, as opinions for my projections come out on Wednesday, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. There's like three or four different guys I look at. Well, I do a spreadsheet. I put everything together. I kind of just put everything together and then make my assumptions and make my own, draw my own conclusions, my own numbers off of what other folks do. I'm not good enough to come up with my own projections, folks. I am an amalgam of like seven different experts. So I sat down today and I plugged all my numbers in the spreadsheet and then I took a good long look at them and realized that one expert was significantly higher than all of the others and looked back and said, crap, there's a problem with their web- website and their Uh-oh. numbers are not calculating properly. So I stopped and deleted the entire spreadsheet from that one expert and had to do it all over again. So consequently, the amount of analysis you guys are used to from me in this podcast 
you gotta take it down a notch because I finished the numbers half an hour ago. You did, but you did um, find their mathematical error on their site, which uh, and I, I as a a loyal subscriber to said site, which obviously I I won't divulge. Um, I did alert them. Did they write you back? Not yet. Oh well, not yet. But I, I'm sure once they see the eloquent <laughs> way I basically said, "What the hell is wrong with you people? You can't program a spreadsheet to add columns." Man, even I can do that. Well, that's I, what my spreadsheet I does. <laughs> I literally. All right, so I am. I'm a member of like four different websites. I listen to like seven different experts. I take all their numbers. I kind of look at them, and then I say, okay, here's what I think based on what other people say. Like I said, I'm not experienced enough to do my own my own independent, complete research. But I also don't base my numbers strictly off one or two people. I don't use any site's numbers. I use them as a reference point. I make my own assumptions. That's how I operate. But when somebody, if I look at, you know, I'm pick a random name right now. I look at Carlos Hyde, and Carlos Hyde is 14 points, 15 points, 10 points, 27.9 points. There's something wrong there. And when I looked at it, that's when I realized it was an issue. So I'll apologize if I'm a little off tonight or I don't have all my stuff together. We'll rely on Craig tonight. Oh, we're doomed. For all of our statistical stuff. But enough of my jibber-jabber while I drink my beer. It is burning question time. And I have prepared exactly zero burning questions today, so they're coming off the top of my noggin. Again, I've been working on this all day. Oh, great. Me too. So these really are burning hot take questions. Well, then I'll give you the option first. Do you want the the first one or do you want to give or receive? (laughs) Ha ha. Phrasing. Um, I will give. All right. Give me a question. All right. You're ready. In our our state, in our area. Yes. we're, We're in Connecticut. Southern. Southern Southern, Southwestern, right? Yes. So, um, in our area, Dunkin' Donuts is running a promotion. Yes. With the NFL. Oh, yeah. Um, in our area, if you use the on-the-go on ordering thing on the app. Correct. If the Jets or the Giants win. Yes. Either one. Yes. You get any size coffee for a dollar. Using their on-the-go app, yes. How the day many, after they win. day after they win. How many coffees am I going to get this year for a dollar? I, I at the beginning of the year I thought you would probably be in line for maybe a combined nine. I'm not really high on either team this year, but right now if we get five, I'll be thrilled. And I am very upset this week because with the Jets playing on Sunday and the Giants playing on Monday, this was the potential for a two coffee discount week. That's true. We, if the Jets had won Sunday, we could have gotten dollar coffees on Monday. And if the Giants had won Monday night, we would have had dollar coffees on Tuesday. But no, I have exactly zero coffees after two weeks of the NFL season. I'm not happy. No, me either. Dunkin' you know, Donuts must be thrilled. In other parts of the state, it's uh, the the Patriots. Is it on, on the eastern side of the state that's closer to Boston than New York? Uh, not even. Maybe like 30 minutes from here. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. so pretty much just the Fairfield County, the most southwestern part. Yeah. Is, okay, well, that makes sense because that's where the Giants and Jets fans live, except for us. We're like the only – we're the outliers here. Pretty much. So um, I'm upset. I'm going to say the over-under is probably five coffees all year. I think. Damn. I think – I seriously think the Jets have a win in them somewhere. And I think Every, the Giants... You know, any given Sunday. You know, the more I look at the, the, the offense of the Giants, I don't think Eli Manning is done. I think this is the wrong system for him. And I think Bob McAdoo... Now, what changed for the Giants? I, it's it's McAdoo's system completely now. I mean, last year he took over play calling at one point, I believe. 
might have been preseason, but this is like his full, he's had the full year to put a system in place. Doesn't work with this cast of characters. It just doesn't. Brandon Marshall does not work in the system as a new receiver. Odell Beckham Jr. is playing hurt. They don't have a running back. They literally have no running game. I have no, was it Paul Pierce? Am I saying that right? Perkins. Paul Perkins. Perkins. Who the hell's Paul Pierce? That's a basketball player. Sorry. (laughs) Paul Perkins, no faith. Orleans Darkwa, no faith. I was surprised Peterson didn't go to the Giants. If I'm playing against the New York Giants, my base package is a nickel. Because I'm not worried about them running. I'm not. Why do you think Peterson didn't go to the Giants? He could have been Yeah. He could have been their their feature back. I don't understand why he went to New Orleans at all, personally, but I thought it would be a better fit than it's been the first two weeks. Um, no, but they're it, a passing team. They're not. I, the Adrian and Ingram Peterson, had a thousand yards last year, just over like ten forty-five. Adrian Peterson makes more sense if you don't go out and get that other guy. The you just picked him off all waivers today. Oh, Kamara. Uh, Kamara. Sorry again, I had no time to prepare. Rookie. Uh, yes. You know, if you go out and you've got Mark Ingram and then you've got Adrian Peterson and then round two of the NFL draft comes up, you don't take Alvin Kamara. But that's what they did. And it doesn't make a lick of sense. It's a lot more sense to run Ingram and Kamara than it is to run Peterson in this group. I, I just, I don't understand it. I, I, If this were what they were planning to do, I would have waited to see. I would have talked to Peterson and said to him, we'll sign you after the draft. But... Yeah, I, the only thing that makes sense is that they were worried he would sign somewhere else in the meantime. But if you're not going to use him, why would why you be bother? worried about that anyway? Exactly. Yeah. Unless you're convinced you're not going to get Kamara. But anyway, burning question for you. Okay. Bunch of tight ends got hurt this week. Okay. Whether or not they're out of game, out forever, whatever. We had Tyler Eifert go down. Eifert, Eifert. Back, back and knee injury. Back and knee injury. Gronk had the Gronk, Gronk removed himself from the game. Uh, we had Jordan Reed with an injury that changed three times. It was an a, it was an AC sprain, then it was an SC sprain. Now it's a contusion. You know, who of the guys who went out at tight end this week is most needed to play for their teams? Ooh, it's a good one. Just this week? Yeah, well, let's start it this week because we don't know how long it was. I mean, Gronk could play this week. Reed is a yeah. long shot to play this week, but he may play. I'm going to say Reed, but I really, I'm going to say Olsen from last week. I didn't even mention him. He had his surgery. Yeah, he's, well, they say, you know, eight to ten weeks, but that's the year. That's pretty much Well, all, all right, year. so that, that's week ten. I mean, that still gives you, like, three or four fantasy games in the playoffs. You know, I wouldn't hold him in a bench spot, but if all the reports no. are good, I might go out and look but at the waiver wire in week Normally, 12. in that question, I would say Efert, but the Bengals are such a mess right now that... I don't think it matters if he's there or not. There you go. There you go. All right. And before we, before I give the mic back to you for the last question, what the hell are the Bengals going to do? Um. So here, I'll give you my, I'll give you my bold prediction ahead of time. Go for not it at the end. Um. This week they go to the Packers, playing the Packers. Yeah. That's in Lambeau. That's in Lambeau. That's we in talked Lambeau. about that in the preseason. In I remember now. Uh. If things go on the track they are on currently, mm-hmm. um, I can see AJ getting benched. Not AJ, Dalton getting benched by the end of the first quarter. Wow, going and, to AJ McCarron and AJ coming in and then winning the game. Wow, because AJ he when Dalton hurt his thumb, 
he almost AJ almost won that game for them, and it went to overtime. Wow! So there's your That's bold prediction: I'm, is that AJ McCarron finishes the I game think, this week? Yep, I think Dalton he signed that giant contract. Yeah, and it's there's too much in his head. He's thinking way, way too much. It's possible. You have an open receiver. You can't overthrow him by ten feet over his head. Yeah, they've got the weapons. So I think he's just trying too hard and overthinking. I agree. Everything. I don't think it's his skill set because clearly he has the skill for it. But I agree. All right, back to you. Let's finish up the segment. What do you got for the last burning question? The last burning question of week three. Of week three in the NFL. Doesn't have to be an NFL question either. This is true. This is true. But I mean, I can relate it around the NFL. I should have wrote it down because it was actually just in my head before I started talking about the Bengals. Um, well, this is all right. So we talked about the Bengals. Let's talk about the Chiefs. Okay. You as a Chief fan. I am. You've been a Chief fan a long time. Uh, 25 years. That's a long time. Yeah. You as a Chief fan, with their win over the Patriots in week one, mm-hmm. do you think the Chiefs go to the playoffs this year? Playoffs, yes. Just they just go to the playoffs and lose, or they make it like they go to the playoffs. Next question. <laughs> um, the Chiefs always lose in the playoffs, so I think there's a lot still to shake out. I think seeding is really what matters, and that was the big thing last year. Was I thought they had a path to the AFC Championship as long as they didn't have to play Pittsburgh, and they ended up playing Pittsburgh. They had an opportunity if Pittsburgh had lost in round one in wildcard weekend of playing either Houston or Oakland. And those are both teams we had beaten during the regular season. And neither team looked really super great coming into the postseason, in my opinion. So I think we would have won that game either way. But there was no way we were going to beat Pittsburgh. So a lot of it comes to seeding. Uh, I almost would rather than play wildcard weekend than have the week off. I believe the last three times they've had a bye week in the playoffs they've lost at home really and that's going back like 15 years I mean they lost last year to the Steelers uh last time before that I think Elvis Gerback was there and they lost to the Ravens I think that was the year the Ravens were the sixth seed and went all the way to the championship so anyway that yeah so yes playoffs yes um, the AFC West, I don't know what to make of it. I think all four teams out there have an opportunity to make the playoffs. It's it's Poor it, Chargers. The Chargers Did are. You see, in, they combine the Chargers and um, was it the Forty ers Like their stadiums, there was like no one there. Yeah, combined, I don't think they'd be able to fill a stadium. I heard one expert today say that football in California is officially dead. Because you alienated the entire San Diego area by walking in and saying, I need a new stadium or I'm moving the Chargers. Well, you moved the Chargers and you moved to a place that already had a, t- a team that no one cares about. This is not like New York. L.A. is not New York, folks. It can't support two teams. It's, it's a different culture from a sports perspective. We live 45 minutes outside of New York City. You go into New York City on any given day and you are going to see individuals wearing Mets hats and Yankee hats, Giants gear and Jets gear, and they playfully poke at each other all the time. I'm a Mets fan. I get poked at a lot. I think the last time I was in New York City for any extended period of time was the weekend they were in the the week year they were in the World Series two years ago. We went to see the Halloween parade. Have you ever been to the Halloween parade in New York City, Craig? I didn't even know they had one. They do. Um, and we'll go over that in a second. But I, I mean, I stood next to a guy who was watching the game on his phone, 
who had like unlimited data and the major league baseball scan streaming thing. And it was him, me and like six Yankee fans and New York was in the world series. If it had been Mets versus Yankees, like it was back in 2000, they would have been making fun of us the entire time. But because it was New York versus somebody else, it was, we're all here for the Mets. You don't get that in LA. LA is not like that. LA supports like one team and sometimes they care. And that team is Oakland. What about the Dodgers? Oh, I didn't know we were cross. Oh, yeah, we're all over the sports. Oh, okay. But yes, they're not going to support the Rams, the Chargers, and the Raiders. They're just not. Oh, I'm sorry. Was it the Rams stadium? Well, I mean, yeah. even though some 49ers, no one's going to 49ers games. Yeah, nobody's going to 49ers games. They have a beautiful stadium. It's only like five or six years old. It's almost a brand new stadium. It's, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Speaking of which, is it already? It has already started. That not to not to go into the Kaepernick hill, but oh, it's already started that the uh, the Bengals should sign Kaepernick. Here we go. This is the Rosemary's baby. <laughs> there you go. I hope the mic. With AJ up. McCarron, there is no reason for the Bengals to sign Colin Kaepernick unless he gets hurt it, or or goes out there and, and they lays played, a bigger egg. And they paid Andy Dalton eighteen million dollars. <laughs> so I think you got to give AJ McCarron a look before. You start worrying about signing Colin Kaepernick. That's that's what I said. Though Mike Brown wanted to wanted to sign Colin Kaepernick over Andy Dalton in the draft. Really? Yeah, and Jay Gruden said, "Uh, no." Jay Gruden. So I I really do hope hope Colin gets an opportunity. I I my ideal situation for Colin Kaepernick is for him to get an opportunity in the NFL and in the first game either be a plus thirty five fantasy game or a minus six. We need that kind of like clear differentiation. He's either a superstar and he deserves to be in the NFL or he's terrible and people can stop talking about race and politics and stuff like that and just say there's not a place for Colin Kaepernick in the NFL. But until he's given that opportunity, this conversation is going to continue to happen. Somebody out there, sign Colin Kaepernick and give him an opportunity to compete for a job on your team. Just do it. Stop worrying about whatever anybody else thinks. Stop thinking about what the, you know, the, the Agent Orange in the White House thinks or any of that junk. Give the guy an opportunity. If he can play, great. If he can't, great. Let's just end this stupid conversation as to whether or not a guy's skin color and politics plays into whether or not he can play football because it shouldn't. And if it is, you're all idiots. And I condemn you all at the 840 mark of my podcast. In week three, I condemn anybody who sits there. They say 18. 18, oh. Well, that was 1848. Damn it. At the 1848 mark, I condemn anybody who is sits there and says Colin Kaepernick does not deserve an opportunity because he's a distraction and he's into politics. If you right. can play football, play football. Although, as of right now, I don't want the Bengals to sign him. Because you feel like you have better options. has yes. nothing to do with the fact that the, the guy no. took a political pl- stand. No, That's the way it should be. But, I mean, as long you look around the NFL and you see guys in the second and third slot roles that you sit there and go, man, Colin's got to be better than him, right? Give him an opportunity, man. Let's stop this. I can't believe in 2017 we're still worried about how things appear. It just drives me nuts. You can tell. I'm, on, I'm done with my rant. Nice. At the 19-and-a-half-minute right. mark. <laughs> I'm done with my On rant. to the week. <laughs> on to the week. Um, so, week two, really quick, uh, the recap from week two. Um did you ask a third burning question? No. Oh, screw it. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, let's go. Um, yeah, sorry. My Colin rant will count as the third burning question. Just give the guy a chance. I love everybody. Everybody deserves a chance. Uh, week two, I made 13 suggested people you could use. Nine of them made projected value. 
I struggled at wide receiver. All my quarterbacks made value. Two of my three um, running backs made value. My defense made value. So we had a pretty decent week, and I I cashed. I was up this week, so that was that was nice. I'm not retiring off of what I made, and I'm not going to tell people what I made, but I'm definitely happy with the picks I made last week. So we go into week three with a little more certainty than we had in weeks one and two. So with that, let's break down our picks of the week. Quarterbacks. Craig is looking up on his phone who he has listed. So I'll start with yeah, my you picks. Can start. <clears throat> my chalk pick of the week is going to be Aaron Rodgers. I've got him slated for about 22 points, and he is $7,300 on DraftKings, which puts him right at the uh, 3X value. Um, high ownership. He's playing the Bengals. Sorry, Craig. They, they're home. Uh, weather is supposed to be average from what I'm hearing. I don't see a reason why Rodgers should struggle. The only reason we wouldn't have big numbers out of Rodgers is if they get to a big lead and then back off. And this off. is, um, I know someone that's a Packer fan. Yeah. And this is what they sent me. What did they They sent you a picture of... Brett Favre. Brett Favre. See what it says underneath. What does it say underneath? Okay. Uh, it says, yeah, 25 years ago today, Brett Favre rallies the Packers past the Bengals. I was like, really? This is what you find? Yeah. Send me. Yeah. <laughs> so he's my chalk pick. My value pick, I've got two of them. I'm looking at Deshaun Watson and uh, Kaiser from Cleveland. I don't know why. I got a crazy feeling Kaiser's going to have a big game, probably really? because the Colts are really bad. That's a valid point. I, I just I have a feeling that it could happen, and he's only $5,000 on DraftKings. That means he only needs 20 points. I think any of us could get 20 points against the Colts' defense, so mm-hmm. he's my value pick. But the guy I'm using is Derek Carr. Oh. Derek Carr is 6,800, but I've got him slated for 24 points. And that puts him right around the line. Does it yep. really? Yeah, it does. It, it does. puts him just over the line. Way over the line, actually. Almost three and a half value. So I Derek Carr has just been consistent. I've liked what I've seen out of him. Um, I think I think Oakland is going to be changing up their offensive scheme frequently. Like this week, the the theme was Carr to Crabtree. I think week three, you're going to see, you're going to see some changes. Um, just to keep people guessing because they don't want it to become so predictable. Like, I don't know, Atlanta, where every time it was third and eight and they just said put three guys on Julio and you could stop the Falcons. So The Atlanta Falcons. Right. So I, I that's that's those are my picks. Who do you like in the uh, quarterbacks? Uh, well, this actually, week? my pick was Derek Carr or is Derek Carr. Really? Yes. Tell us your reasoning. Um, same reasoning. Um, he's no longer injured, so that's key. And he's playing Washington. Washington, I and they're not good. I mean, the Bengals aren't good, but Washington's not good either. I mean, they've still got Josh Norman back there, but he seems to have lost a step, in my opinion. I think he's just worried about getting hurt. I think once a quarterback gets hurt, it's like it's in their, in their head. head and it doesn't go away. What, what was his injury again? I don't remember he how was he was out all last year. Was it what was it, legs? He broke legs? or tore something. I mean, yeah. that can also affect your ability to keep up with people too. You know. Yeah. I mean, we saw that at Darrell Rivas. I mean, cornerbacks take a beating, and time is is the biggest thing. Cornerbacks don't age well. So. Yeah. And my other pick, just because of who he's playing, right, uh, is Cutler because he's playing the Jets. Um, where do I have Jay Cutler? Do 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 do. I well, I have Cutler over three value. He's only 6100 on DraftKings. So he is for pretty that price, cheap. I mean, he really only needs 18 and a half points to make value. Against the, Jets. the only problem is, does he get out? This is the same problem when you play a bad defense. And the same thing with Kaiser. Do they get out so fast 
Like, what happens if Coel and Johnson go crazy and it's 21 nothing at the end of the first quarter? Yeah, then they're not throwing. That's that's the uh, risk. And you've got Jay Ajayi, who, I, I don't know if anybody knows this, but he likes to break off big he runs. He does, but he is hurt. Is he really? He's listed as questionable. Because he all? hasn't been practicing. Okay. He's uh, had uh, knee issues. Knee, well, he. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's been well publicized. He's always had those issues. And people have told him he's going to have a shortened career because of it. So that's, yeah, that's legit. So running backs, Craig, you lead us off with the running back talk. Who are you liking the RB ranks this week? Um, so the two with uh, my two running backs. Yeah. Um, again, is another Raider is Lynch because he's playing Washington. I can't get behind the Marshawn Lynch train. Um, no, but just for who he's, again, I'm going off who they're playing. You're so. you're very you're looking at matchups this week very strongly. Yes. <clears throat> uh, and my other one, who did I have here? Let me see. Originally, it was going to be Murray, but he hurt himself, so I don't really know what's up with him. Delmarco. I, I'm I'm hearing he's going to miss this week, but that's just conjecture. Yeah. I don't know definitively if he's going to be in or out this week. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going with he's probably going to be out. Uh, personally, I wish uh, McCaffrey would start doing something. Christian. Yes. Yeah. He's on my other fantasy team. I think we have him one of the best ball formats too. I could we be do, wrong about that. He's playing New Orleans, so Okay. New Orleans is not exactly No, they've well they've never had like a great defense. They've and, always, Breeze has always carried that team. And McCaffrey has good hands. He's gonna catch balls out of the backfield. You know, that may be I'm gonna say something really bold because I'm I'm about a half a beer in at this point. Are you ready for this? The Carolina Panthers might be the only team in the NFL that could efficiently run the option. There you go. Because they've got... I told you, 20 years ago, I said to you, they should, the they should run the option in the you NFL. can't run the option in the NFL. <laughs> Here's what you do. I'm going to draw up a play for you right now. I'm going to put it on my Henry Winkler hat. Run the option with Jonathan Stewart and Cam Newton to the right side. Ten steps outside of snap. He stops, looks back the other way, and Christian McCaffrey is standing like at the line of scrimmage by himself because everyone has bought into the option. Mm -hmm. Throw a lateral across to Christian McCaffrey and just watch him go. If the Panthers run any play like that, Panthers fans, you're welcome. All right, so me, Mm -hmm. my chalk pick. Just remember, guys, when I say chalk, chalk is the top five most expensive folks at a position any given week. My chalk pick this week is Melvin Gordon. Yes, he's playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, the Chiefs are strong against the run. I have a feeling this is going to be a high-scoring game. I can't remember what the Vegas line was, but I looked, and it was high. It was over 40. And I look for – I love using players in games where the Vegas line is high. So we should take Kansas City in the over. I honestly – I think the over might have been as high as 50. I mean, there was two games over 50 this week, and I think the Chiefs might have been one of them. So – I love Melvin Gordon this week. Um, I do not have him. Let me be clear about this. He's a chalk pick. He is not projected on my list to get the 3x value, but there's a lot of guys there who can't. I've got three guys on my list who could make 3x value. One is Carlos Hyde. So if you're hearing this on Friday, I've got Carlos Hyde for 20 points. That's just a shade under 4x. So if Carlos Hyde got 20 points for you on Thursday night, I'm a genius. If he didn't, I'm very sorry. I, I am going to ride the Carlos Hyde train until it derails. True, true. He's look good. Yeah, he's look good. Are you? Do you have his? his do you have his thing open? 
Do you have DraftKings open? I do. Pull up his game log real quick. All right. Tell me, me what Carlos Hyde has scored in weeks one and two and what his salary was. Uh, because I'm telling you, I think it's good. Let's see here. Where the hell is he? It, I usually go to the top of the page and type in HY and he comes up. Huh. He did not. You might be in a non... He's playing Thursday night. Oh, that's why. He's playing Thursday night. Anyway, I'm pretty sure he's made value the first two weeks. He's been overvalued because I called for him last week and he was definitely overvalued last week. So I really like him this week. Um, My value pick and the guy I'm picking, I'm comboing these, is Javorius Allen. I like Buck Allen. I like what he's doing in that offense. Buck. And here's the thing. how you, you saw Buck Allen had a pretty good week last week, right? Mm-hmm. He was part of the big reason I cashed last week. I used him in my flex spot. What, if you Without looking, how much is Buck Allen this week, would you guess? Because he had I a guess? good week. Yeah, if you had to guess. He had a good week last week. I think it was like about 4,500, 4,200 last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what would you put him at this week? Uh, 58. Yeah, try 5,000 even. Really? That means all he needs is 15 points. Oh, he can do that. 15 points, and then I can use one of the big boys at wide receiver if I want. So by going with Melvin Gordon and Javorius Allen, I spend a grand total of $12,000 on my running backs, and I have like well over that in value. Um, so game log? For, are we talking Hyde? Hyde, yes. Yeah, talk to me about Hyde. You want his salary or his yards? For, give me week one yards, then uh, give me week one fantasy points, then salary. Week one is he got... 13.7. His salary was 46. So that's uh, 13.8. How many? How many? What was his points? Uh, what was his salary? No, that, I'm doing. I'm doing the math in my head. What was the the points? 13.7. Okay, he was literally 0.1 point away from value. He needed 13.8 to hit value. All right, week two. Week two, fancy points, 20.3. Okay, salary? 49. 49. That means he needed 14.7 points to hit value. So he missed value by a tenth of a point in week one. He crushed value in week two. And he's playing on Thursday night against the Rams. There you go. So there's my Thursday night special because I haven't had a chance to write a Thursday night article this week. I may not have a chance to write a Thursday night article this week. Craig, write the Thursday night article this week. Uh, and spotlight right. Carlos Hyde. And just <laughs> just just go on to FignutsDFS.com and you'll find an article that says, Hi, this is Craig. Brit's too lazy. Carlos so Hyde. Use period. Carlos Hyde. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Leave us a review. We'll see you next week. That's it. So we really should do that, actually. I think I'm going to. We might, we might have to. We might have to. And then put in parentheses at the end of it. This will all make sense when you hear the podcast on Friday. <laughs> Somewhere around the 30-minute mark, you'll see this. So so I'm, I'm liking that combo. I, I mean, I would definitely use Carlos Hyde this week. He's only 5,200. He was even cheaper last week. But I, I don't I don't play Thursday guys a lot, so I, I steered away from, away from him in this discussion. Mm-hmm. All right, let me lead off the wide receiver discussion. Um, my chalk my value pick. Why no? What did you start with? I start with chalk first. Yes, you do. My chalk pick. Are you ready, Craig? You're I'm gonna ready. be excited. All right. It's gonna be it's, AJ Green. It's wow, really? I think AJ Green. I have him slated for about eighteen to nineteen he's, points. He's due. I think he was angry last week. Now here's the problem. He's eighty one hundred. So to make value, he needs to be twenty four point three points. He, I he could he could do that. he could. The Packers defense is not spectacular. No, it's not. It's not. not. It's not. World I breaking. dropped them in my other not league. Not in the cornerbacks anyway. In the secondary, it's not spectacular in my opinion. He could get the twenty four points. I don't think he will. I'll give him about eighteen points. But of the top five wide receivers in cost, he's the one I would use if I had to. 
My value pick was a guy who burned me, I think, in week one, if not week two, which was Marquise Goodwin. I think the Chargers are going to be playing from behind this week against the Chiefs. I think they're going to be throwing a lot, and I think that Marquise Goodwin has the chance to have a good day. He's only 3,500, so if he gets over 10 points, he's a value. Uh, But my pick, Mm -hmm. the guy I'm making sure that I include in my lineup is Jamison Crowder. Really? Jamison Crowder is 4,900. And I have slated have him slated for 15 points. So just over 3x value. I think he's going to be low owned. And we talk a lot about ownership level and who owns people and how many people are are on a certain player. I think Jameson Crowder might be a safe pick. Now, if Crowder burns out in my lineup, it's going to be pretty bad because I've got I'm going to have I'm using him to balance out other positions. But if I use Jameson Crowder at 4,900, I can really look chalk at wide receiver. And wide receiver has been the least consistent position. I mean, there's only three guys over 3X in the projection in wide receiver. There's not a lot of people who are projected that high on my list. So, you know, I, I'm I'm going to, if I if I use Crowder, that frees me up to use Brown or somebody else. You know, because right. I'm saving money at running back. If I'm saving money at running back, I'm going with Derek Carr, who's I think in the top five salaries. I save money at running back and I save money at Crowder with using Crowder. I can pay up at the other two wideout spots and the flex spot. And that's my plan. What are you looking that at in wideout? Uh, wideout. <clears throat> the two I'm looking at wide again because of who they're playing. That's matchup. Right. Matchup match dependent for Craig. This is an interesting perspective. Uh, so I'm going with Tyree Kill. Because the Chargers are soft. Chargers. Yep. And Diggs in Minnesota. Who's Minnesota playing this week? Tampa Bay. But their secondary is not. They've had one game, though. You're basing that on one. I'd be I much. I'm going to be a lot happier to take anyone playing Tampa Bay in week 10 because they don't have a bye week this year, courtesy of the hurricane. Oh, that's true. Their bye week that's was week true. one because of the hurricane. You know, week Same 11 or 12. Miami. What's that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bet against those defenses in the last five or six games of the year. Absolutely. That makes sense. Absolutely. So I'm not. And then big. there's always that, um, you know, the guy that you got in our league that you outbid me with. I don't want to hear it. You got Kamura, and I got JJ <laughs> Nelson. It's okay. Who's Arizona playing this week? Uh, Arizona is playing Dallas, who looked absolutely awful last week. <sighs> Even the coach is mad at everyone. He's mad at um, Dak, and he's mad at uh, what's his face. He... How do you feel about that? That team is too young to understand how to handle failure. Yeah, did you see what he was talking about with um, Elliot? No. Um, so who's the coach in Dallas? Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett. He was talking to, I think it was his after the game press conference thing. Yeah. Saying how people have to, when something happens on the field, they have to you know react to it. I'm paraphrasing. They have to react to it, you know, not give up on the play. Did he stand around and watch a play develop? You know what Elliot did? Oh, God, here we go. Both interceptions that Dak threw were yeah. in the vicinity of Elliot. Yeah. Elliot turned around, saw the interception happen, and then just stood there with his hands on his hips watching everyone run the other way. He has no, That's what I'm saying. He has no idea how to handle adversity. He just doesn't know. Yeah. They're too young. He doesn't know. Well, that's, I think, the problem with our system these days. In high school, you see these kids that run for 1,000 yards in four games – they have these insane things. 
They end up winning a state championship, and everybody's in the air set telling them they're the greatest. They get a – where did Elliott even go to college? I don't even know. I don't know. know. Was he Ohio State? Know? I want to say he was Ohio State. I'm going to ask the internet. Where's my brother? <laughs> my brother is a huge college football fan. Hi, Adam, and a listener. Uh, Penn State fan. Penn State's number four in the nation right now, by the way. Really? Number four I in the nation. I don't have Penn State in my college fantasy team. That's a problem. You should. I don't. You should look into it. I think someone else has. How many other mascots wear a saucy scarf like the Nittany Lion? Um, not that's enough. That's a good question. The answer's not enough. I want to say Elliot went to Ohio State. So the bottom line is these guys, well, Craig looks that up, these guys go to schools where they're hugely successful. They win state championships in high school. They get massive uh, abilities to go through scholarship to major schools. They get drafted in the NFL. They're told the entire way. Yep. They are the awesome Ohio State, right? Ohio State. All right, I wasn't crazy on that. I don't follow college football so except think, for UConn. you think this is um, what happens when you get rewarded for everything and no one tells you You have you to experience. Sucked. There's a commercial out there. Have you seen the commercial with Michael Jordan and Matt Ryan and everybody talking about their worst failures? No, but I heard about Matt Ryan had to relive his Super Bowl loss. <laughs> oh, you didn't hear about this? Well, I heard about it, but I didn't see it. Right, I just heard take, the Matt Ryan part. We're going to take a quick a quick two seconds. So, All right. I think it was Gatorade. Uh, yeah, I think it was Gatorade. Did a thing where Michael Jordan is sitting in the Michael Jordan gymnasium at the high school where he got cut. And he says, do you want to know how to handle, how to be successful, how to be a winner? Lose. Get cut from your high school team. And they cut to Serena Williams walking out into an en- empty tennis court. She goes... Be on the wrong side of the biggest upset in your sports history. And they cut to Peyton Manning, who's like, go 3-13 and 13 in your rookie year. And then he leans back, and Eli is sitting next to him and goes, lead the league in interceptions. All these different things huh. about how if you fail, you learn how to win. And it closes with Matt Ryan walking off of a field, surrounded by reporters, while you hear Joe Buck talking about how devastated and shocked Matt Ryan is. And Matt Ryan looks at the camera and says something like, you want to know how to win? Lose. And he slaps the camera out of his way like he pushed the camera out of his way at the end of the Super Bowl. And Damn. Yes. yes that's, and that's it. Zeke doesn't have that level of experience. He's never been around players who make rookie mistakes, so to speak. You know what I mean? At this level, in Ohio, at Ohio State, you make a mistake like the kinds that Dak Prescott made last week. And they end up with incomplete passes, or they end up with a short turnover, things like that. Major turnover and stuff like that, he's not used to. He's too young, and last year the Cowboys were good, and the expectation gets stuck in your head. We're going to be really good. The Cowboys walked into this season and looked at the Giants and said, I don't think their offense is going to work. Kirk Cousins is too worried about his contract. And Philadelphia has a lot of pieces that don't know how to work together. We were in the playoffs last year. We have a top-tier quarterback. We have a top-tier running back. And we have top-tier wide receivers. We are going to win the NFC East. And it's not that easy, folks. We know it. A guy oh, like yeah. <laughs> A guy like Zeke doesn't know it yet. And he can say all the right things. But in down deep, they feel like this is a given. Never assume it's a given that you're going to win anything in life, ever. Any given Sunday. That's it. It's like Al Pacino's speech. (laughs) You don't know what's going to happen. You just don't. So you know what? Prepare for anything. And when and frustration happens. I use the experience. I use the the experience that when we did our first year of curling, we did a major tournament at our home ice, and 
we uh, won a match in the preliminaries. We won our first match, and we strolled out onto the ice against a really good team and got our butts handed to us. And halfway through it, I had a major breakdown. I'm not going to lie about it. The people who played with me that day, none of which who listen to this podcast, would tell you that they were like, God, I'll never play another tournament with Britt ever again. He was such a pain in the ass when we lost. But that experience helped me to understand going forward, you got to lose. You got to lose in order to win. And there'll be other tournaments and there'll be other opportunities. Now, granted, curling is not like the NFL. Curling is a, for me, it is a club sport. I can play until I'm 75. The NFL is a lot shorter of a tenure. But the point is, you've got to have that experience. I don't think Ezekiel Elliott has that experience yet. So there's my second rant of the day. We're, we're, we're in the middle of a podcast. I've had two full rants. <laughs> Perfect. You know, you know what I think about politics. Let me tell you what <laughs> I think about politics. I'm like, I'm like two rants away from drunk uncle status. So, um, so let's move on to tight ends then, shall we? I mean, the ones that aren't injured. Yes. I only rated the top 19 tight ends this week because so many, and some of them are the guys who were injured. Like, I didn't rate Greg Olson because he's hurt, or Jimmy Graham, or Kobe Fleener, or Austin Hooper, or Jesse James. They're not in my rankings. I just didn't think it was necessary this week. So, anyway, let's start with you, Craig. What do you like at, at tight end um, this week? For me, this week, um, I'm kind of just torn between three of them. Give us all three and why you like them. Uh, between Doyle, Watson, and uh, where do you go? Uh, Ertz. Mainly because of their salary. They're either 5000 or below. Well, actually, Ertz is 5000 So you're looking for value in the tight end. Looking for value so. and considering matchups as well. Yeah. Um, Watson's playing Jacksonville. Hooper is. Hooper probably has the biggest challenge out of the three of them. He's playing Detroit, but... It, I don't understand the exact... And then Ertz is playing the Giants, and you know I'm not going to get my dollar coffee. So. Right. So you might as well get something out of it. Right. I don't exactly understand where values come from in DraftKings, but it seems to me that tight end every year starts off as undervalued. So, I mean, like most of these guys are what, under 5K? Uh, for yeah. the majority, yeah. I mean, there's like three or four guys over 5K, and that's it. Everybody else is under 5K. I mean, even, well, Gronk is at 68. I see four guys over the 5K line. Um, if you get the right guy at the right matchup, you can get a lot of points at the tight end. This is definitely a place where week to week you can probably save some money. So my value pick this week is Julius Thomas. And the reason is, is not because I think he's going to have a great week, but he's only $3,000. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, again, he gets in the end zone once. He's at value. I mean, essentially, that's it. Now, will Jay Cutler get him the ball in the end zone? I don't know. He's playing the Jets. That's what I mean is a lot of opportunity. historically are not good against tight ends. Right. And if Ajayi is beat up in third and short, you're going to look to your tight end. So, I like him as my value pick. My chalk pick this week is Travis Kelsey. Travis is $6,000. I do not expect him to get to 18 points. But if the Chargers decide to go on an offensive spree and make this a high-scoring game, Travis Kelsey's going to be leaned on quite extensively. Uh, we saw that last week in Philadelphia. Even though they got out to the lead and Philadelphia crept back in, they kept throwing to Kelsey. I think that lesson has going to be learned there. They're going to continue to really heavily lean on guys like Travis Kelsey, and they're not going to let, you know, they're not going to take the foot off the gas. So, uh, but my pick, the guy I'm using, is a guy I've been using for the last couple weeks in my season long, and that's Eric Ebron. 
Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I really like what I'm seeing out of Ebron. He's staying healthy, which is a key. Uh, Stafford looks really comfortable. There was a lot of concern on my part that the, the, the uh, contract would make Stafford uncomfortable. But I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of Ebron. So I'm going to use him this week. I And what is he? How much does he cost? He only costs $3,300. How does a guy who lit up the Giants last week, I think he had like 12 or 13 points, only be $3,300? How? I don't get it. Just don't get it. I don't know. So how do these, um, how does your ranking view, like is how different is it for FanDuel? Or do you think this is? Completely because their salaries are completely different. Mm. And there was a period of time last year where I spent extra time doing both. And I just, I can't. You said screw it. I can't. I never had success on FanDuel, so FanDuel. Yeah, I'm, me either. I'm just there for the contests, really. They're doing a whole thing where you play three out of four weeks. You got a chance to go to London. That's what I'm all about. You kidding me? My wife's already said I'll go to London with you. Do I have to go to the game? You're married. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she's lovely. Yeah. She doesn't listen to the podcast, but she's a lovely lady. Um, Deb does. Hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. Two weeks in a row, Deb shout out. <laughs> Get a text message last week from Deb's like, hey, I didn't know this. And I'm like, that was like week 11. She's like, yeah, I'm behind in the podcast. I'm like, you're listening to statistical projections for things that already happened. She's like, I don't care. Just like listening to the two of you talk. So <laughs> You hi, are listening to me talk. That's right. Yeah, Al Gordal. All right, so defense. Let's close this up strong. Um, my chalk my. pick for defense is, I'll give you one guess. Whoever's playing Cleveland. Uh, that's my Cleveland this week. Uh, damn it. Oh, I don't have that. I need to start incorporating that into my little spreadsheet. <laughs> New section. Whoever is playing. Well, just who the team's playing. I mean, when you download the values to, uh, from DraftKings, there's a CSV. Oh, file. wow. Ooh, who is it? It's the Colts. Okay. The Colts are not on my list. I have the Colts at 7.6 points. So there you go. Deshaun Kaiser all day long. That's right. Cause we talked about Kaiser. Um, my value pick, uh, did I say value? No, chalk, chalk pick. My chalk pick is the Ravens. They have just been... Then they're playing Jacksonville? Yes. I yeah. don't... I Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Same thing. Doesn't He's not comfortable in the system yeah, they put in. But he's, he's Blake Bortles, so... They're my chalk pick. My value pick is, are you ready? Brace ready. yourself. I'm going with the Bears because they're only $2,200. Really? All I need to do is get to plus seven. They get the plus seven or value, and I can use that money. And, and again, I'm looking for money at wideout. I want to be cheap at running back, tight end, and defense, so I can use money at wideout. That is my goal this week, and that allows it to do it. But I'm not using them. You're not. I'm not. Who are you going to use? I'm using the Oakland Raiders. Really? Yes. Who are they playing? <laughs> I honestly just forgot. Again, I got to start putting that. Who's that guy into this uh, this spreadsheet here? The Raiders, Who are the Raiders playing? The Raiders. I remember I looked at it and I went, oh, I like that matchup a great deal for the Raiders defense. They're Washington. That's why. There you go. I think we're going to see Evil Kirk or Kurt or whatever you call What's him. What's his real name? His name is Kirk. Kirk. Kirk, like the captain from Star Trek. So you think Kurt is going to show up? Yes. Kurt Evil, with the goatee. Evil Cousins, Yes. Mirror right. Universe Kirk Cousins is going to show up. I think he's, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't even know. What have I got? Let's go back to the quarterback rankings really quick. What do I have Cousins listed for? Uh, where are you? The answer is George I have Washington. him listed for 21 points, but I still don't, I don't think he's going to get the 21 points. Probably not. With you. So I kind of, I'm going to use the Raiders this week. I think the Raiders defense is a little better than a lot of people expected. Um, we saw that last week. Now, granted, it was the Jets, 
but still, I think the Raider defense is going to pressure Washington. I think they're going to contain people. And if Jordan Reed doesn't play, who's he throwing to? Pierre Garçon? They got to cover one guy. I'm yeah, not, I don't know. Well, I, I did say Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder, well, that's the thing. I think the Raiders made double team um, Garçon and leave Crowder out there. So, I mean, that's possible. I don't know. And Terrell Pryor's there, too. I always forget about Terrell Pryor. <laughs> okay, they've got weapons, but they've also got Evil Kirk. So I think they're going to struggle this week, and I think the Raiders are going. I think the Raiders are going to really own that game. I think it's going to end up being lower scoring, but I think you're going to you're not going to see a lot of running. I think you see a lot of passing out of Washington this week, and I think the Raiders are going to take advantage of that. Who do you like in the defensive ranks? Uh, the defensive ranks. Yes, sir. Let me go back to this because I'm on the wrong screen. That's my fault because I took you to the wrong screen. You really did. We have a fan really question, did. by the way, to close out the show. What? Yep. Oh, let's do that while I go back to the screen. I'm you, on. Well, we're in the middle of defenses. We can't. We can't oh, just we jump can't to switch. another topic. Sure. What are we? The Jeez. football fig nuts? No, I thought we were. We're oh. not. Oh, that's... I thought we were. Oh, yeah. We're not anymore. We stopped. I guess not. I right, guess now we're gonna jump. have to change the thing next thing. Now we can jump topics, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. All I know is I apologize to everybody listening to this podcast that I don't have more insights and more statistical stuff done. This is the problem with being the statistical guy versus Craig, who is the matchup and feel him out guy, the eye test guy. I have not had the opportunity to really look at my stuff. And Brit needs numbers. I, I am. In front of his face. Here's the thing. I don't need just not just numbers in front of my face. I need the opportunity to look at the numbers and look at the matchups. I sit there and go, okay, well, the system is telling me the Ravens are going to have a good week. Who are they playing? What's the odds that their um, quarterback's going to go nuts? That's the so stuff I my, need to have that time. My, to uh, my two defenses, and the first one hurts me to say, but... Green Bay? No. Okay. Uh, New England. Who is New England playing? Houston. <sighs> yeah, I kind of like that And they're playing pick. in New England. I kind of like that pick. Yeah. Um... And my other one is Denver against Buffalo. I have the Patriots low because they're 3,800, which is expensive. Why would I use the Patriots for seven points when I can use the Bears for six points and save $1,000 in the process kind of thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, again, if I save $1,000 on defense and lose a point, but it allows me to go up from, like, I don't know, a Crowder to a Brown kind of thing. True. You have that, to see where you are. By that's really what I'm looking at right now, but... So they're low in my value indicator, but they're they're out there. And where is the Broncos? The Broncos are on the bottom third because they're 3,600. I have them slated for about eight points. So they're not my value indicator. So I have the only team making value this week in my list is the Bears. But defense is the so, Bears. so game flow dependent and stuff like that. You know, one of these teams is going to get a defensive touchdown and throw everything out of whack. So what's going to happen? So... So we had a fan question. We had a trade question. Let's uh, close the book on DFS and talk a little season long before we sign off. So we had a question from uh, a friend of ours named John. He has AJ Green. Okay. He gets a one-on-one trade offer in a PPR league, I believe. Mm-hmm. Send away AJ Green, and I will give you Odell Beckham Jr. Wow. Take your fandom out of it. Do you make the trade? Do you stick with the guy who's underperformed and who just had to basically get his OC fired? Or do you go with the guy who has underperformed because parts of his body may be on fire? That's a good question. <clears throat> wow. I would have to wait and see how this week turns out. What if What if the individual's not going to give you this week? Ooh. 
They want this deal done. You have to click yes or no by Friday. I would stay with AJ because of A, the injury to Odell. Okay. So once you're once you're hurt, you can easily hurt yourself again. Or make it worse. Or make it worse, especially if he feels he needs to play and he's not 100%. Right. One wrong twist and right. he's out another three weeks. He's already missed what? He already missed one week and forced himself and the into way week two. Manning has looked in this new system. Don't know. But the Bengals are also getting a new system, and right. quickly the Bengals could have another quarterback. Right. And so I, I, I would stick with AJ personally. I think I'm going to stand pat on this too. Um, my response to him when he wrote to me was, well, the guy who's underperforming or the guy who's injured, I take your pick. And he was like, thanks. That doesn't really help me. And I'm just like, I, I, that's a tough question. Yeah, you're talking I would about, go with the underperforming because that can always improve. Right. You're talking about two guys who are projected both in the pop, top five-ish about wide receivers on most lists, and you're talking about one that got an injury in the last week of the preseason and one who is just, just playing. not getting the ball thrown to him. Right. I mean, when A.J. Green stands up in front of the press and says there's problems, there's problems. A.J. Green is not a mouthy player. He's usually player. a quiet guy. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. He is not. He's not Michael Irvin. No. No, he's not. And that's the the thing. So I think I'm going to advise him to stick with A.J. Green as well. So, all right. So we're going into week three. So Britt's general DFS advice. Pay up at wide receiver. Look for value at running back, tight end, and defense to pay for your wide receivers because you need three of them. Um, And use a mid-range quarterback. There's some really strong quarterback candidates out there. I'm using Derek Carr myself. But I would definitely look for guys who you think are going to be consistent at wideout because wideout has been expensive and wideout has not been up to par so far this year. Craig, week three, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Okay, you ready for this last question? Yes. All right. Who do you take? The Rams or San Francisco, but the Rams are giving San Francisco two and a half points. Am I talking straight winner or am I talking defense? What am I talking, talking about? talking over straight winner, but the Rams are giving two and a half. Like a survivor pool? Yeah. Am I getting the points? Uh, well, who are you picking? The Rams are giving San Francisco two and a half points. Where's this game? Uh, it is in San Francisco. I'll take the Rams hmm. giving the points. All right. In a game that I think is going to be like 54-50. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, bold All predictions. Right. Bold predictions uh, Predictions from the past. We totally forgot. So, there it is. It's going to be a shootout on Thursday night. Yep. I'll take the Rams beating the 49ers by like four points in a game that is probably going to be the first exciting Thursday night game we've had all year. What's yep. your bold prediction for Thursday night? Um, same thing. Same thing. I think the Rams are going to win. Then that's not fair. you got to make something else. Why do I make something else? Because you can't just steal my bold but, prediction. That's not fair. But I don't want... But I don't... What if then I make don't a want player prediction. Um, that me drafting Cooks is going to make me look like a genius. Brandon Cooks? He's not uh, playing on Thursday Cooks. night. Damn it. Oh, this is what happens when we don't prepare. I know. This was just this was a really off week. It's no, not, I mean, uh, I had a good time talking about it, and I thought we had some really good insights. We did. We did. But, you know, again, we don't have to worry about it because this is just what people put on in their house to keep their dogs entertained during the day. <laughs> so, you know, don't eat that pu- don't eat that pillow. Don't eat that pillow. <laughs> Uh, it's not on cycle too. This cup. is like the fourth time. Damn it, Cooper Cup. That's I, that's an interesting pick this week. I think he's gonna have a good game too. You know why? Is because I'm looking at because in my list, Cook is above Cup. Okay, so that's, Cook the Cup. There we yeah, go. That's why. Next week we will tackle Week Four. We will talk about the recap from Week Three 
and we will be announcing a special episode that will come out uh, a week from this upcoming Sunday. So week four, because the fig nuts are, you know, completely disorganized, I guess. I don't know. At least this week. At least this week. We will be better organized next week. And next week we will be announcing a special episode that will air on the Sunday of week four in which we will be doing a special challenge using DraftKings new pick'em method against each other. And it'll be a special episode where you hear about the new pick'em style. Anything last parting besides me apologizing for the third time that I am running from the hip today? Uh, no, I think we pretty much covered it. The expression is shooting from the hip. So That was, see? We're they, completely unorganized. You know what, guys? We don't do this for a living. We do this because we love this we and we should. love you. We should do it for a living, but then somebody we have to give it someone to pay us. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's true. The issue. That's the problem. So if you'd like us to quit our day job. And so be that more we, organized. We'd be really organized. Well, if we had all day to work on this, yes. Yeah. I literally had an hour and a half after work today to get all this together because of the, the issue with the site. But if you would like to uh, send us large quantities of money, email us at fignutsdfs at gmail.com. Or if you have any questions you'd like us to tackle, we're always looking to hear from you. Please leave us reviews. Thank you so much for listening. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And this is the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Take care and have a great week, everybody.